1: Let me rephrase the question. Who's the most important player for Chelsea?
2: I know everyone's going to want to say Nicolo Conte now.
1: Like the reigning player of the year? That guy? That guy. Yes. That's who we want to say. Yes. That the best player in the Premier League might be Chelsea's best player or most important player?
0: This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Play PlayUp. Uh, we are heading into a weekend where we get to sleep an extra hour, Andrew, uh, for uh, the Premier League games this weekend. Are you excited that 8.30 is your call time this weekend and not 7.30?
1: Uh, Well, it's 7.30 instead of 6.30 since lineups come out, and I have to get those. But it's actually just Saturday. In fact, Sunday is the punch in the face because Spurs Palace is on at 7 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> so it's like, hey, have an extra on Saturday, but don't get used
2: to it. It's the daylight savings edition of yeah. the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Right, right. So but yeah, today, the, the extra yeah. hour
1: on Saturday will be nice.
2: Yeah and uh, and and we start with such such an interesting game at 8:30 in the morning. Good thing we get an extra hour to sleep so we can actually, you know, save up the energy and muster the energy to watch Stoke City take on Leicester at the Bet365. Um Stoke here uh have been tough to break down of late, but not it doesn't it hasn't been translating into wins for Stoke. Yeah. Is that
1: how you said, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird team. Like they like, you look at the roster and you're like, they should be good. They have some interesting pieces. And, I mean, they've scored in four straight, so they have that going for them, which is nice. But they also lost 7-2 to to Man City. I guess you could throw that out. I mean, Man City seems to be beating everybody like that. But, yeah, it's a weird team just because uh, Shakiri, I think we're all, everybody gets very excited when Jordan Shakiri does something. And then they kind of ignore the fact that most times he doesn't do anything. uh, And that's when he's fit. So, uh, you know, you can get excited about him. I think if Eric Maxim Chopu Motang's name was just Eric Motang, we wouldn't be that excited either. But I like him. Um, Four names is nice. I think he actually has a fifth that they cut off, which is kind of amazing. But he keeps shooting. Hesse's been a bit of a disappointment. And after that, it's like... You check in to see how Kurt Zuma's doing because you're a Chelsea fan.
2: No, I don't even do that. You don't even. Mommy, do <laughs> Mom I, I you? At right, back, at
1: right wing back has been fun, I guess.
2: I I more check in to see if Jeff Cameron's playing so that the United States can be better in the future. Hmm. He'll be his U.S. days are over though, anyway.
1: So I don't know. It's a <laughs> I, I don't get this team. Like when they succeed, you're like, okay, yeah, that's how they should. That's how they should be, and then. More often they don't, and you're like, okay, well, you know, it's Stoke, so whatever. Lester's really that. I don't know what to do, what to think about
2: that. Well, Claude Puel is actually they they've gotten the new manager bump, right? <laughs> like they, yeah. And, and Riyad Mahrez particularly is has been enjoying a nice little bright patch, and he's playing more in a traditional number ten role directly behind Jamie Vardy, mm-hmm. which is at least last to. week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Claude, it, Claude Puel is only just taken over.
1: Yeah, it worked. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't keep doing it you know it's uh I kind of like the idea of uh Damari Gray and Mahrez playing and they had Ben Chilwell out on the left wing instead of Albrighton which I believe Chilwell Chilwell is left-footed unlike Albrighton which you know sometimes helps when you're on the left side so yeah I mean I think the lineup that they put out last week is worth I mean I see no reason to change from that at least this week
2: against Stoke yeah I mean Damari Gray we, we we finally got to see a, a flash of what you and I have been so excited for with his talent, uh, in his, uh, in his efforts last week, having a goal and an assist. So, uh, it was it it, it it was like a long like long a long sigh of finally, uh, but you know Stoke, like I said, uh, they've been a little bit tough to break down, and it, it's it, it's hard for me still to project forward, um. You know, when we talk about this game, you know, do we see that this is going to be like a defensive struggle bus kind of a game? Or is this going to be uh, a barn burner, like shoot them up, bang, bang kind of thing? But I, 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 I I'd I, be shocked if there were a ton of goals on this one. I, I mean, I I I would be if I haven't seen this movie so many times before. <laughs> so, um, it, I mean, I, I, I still don't want to. I, I mean, I, I I'm not a huge fan of just say like predicting how this goes but you know just from what i've seen from these two teams recently claude puel is more of an organized get it right at the back kind of a guy and mark hughes as of late switching to the 343 has been the same like uh you know good luck breaking us down and i think and uh, they both will say we have the talent to counterattack against you and if two counter-attack teams play each other um if they score it's about someone making a mistake in the midfield right and unfortunately <laughs> um i see two midfields that make mistakes so it's it, it, i mean and stoke at home i mean in the bet 365 it, it's that 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 stadium plays tricks on people so um you know i, I see one one like as a, as a scoreline here i don't see a winner in this game and i don't see a fantasy winner either i agree with that
1: I really, I really can't see this being anything more than that.
2: <clears throat> so we'll look for our fantasy production elsewhere. So let's go to the John Smiths Stadium over at Huddersfield, where they take on a, a traveling West Brom side. Uh, and I said it last week, uh, Tony Pulis. the The seat has to be kind of hot. Uh, it's still uh, winless since August, uh, and it's November now. So it, I think it you know it's hard times for Tony Pulis in terms of actually grinding out victories and Huddersfield are flying real high after their surprise victory over Manchester United. Uh, so for Huddersfield, you know you have to yeah I, I mean sorry it was two weeks ago they were flying they, they were flying high two yeah. weeks ago after that win but they they just got spanked by Liverpool I apologize uh, but for Huddersfield David Wagner's side uh, when he's not playing against his like best friend in the world and <laughs> God' daughter to his children. They really, um, they really milk that story. Got Godfather to his children. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I said they really milked that story. Holy moly! It's like the only yeah. thing I heard about for two hours <laughs> before the game, and then two I mean, hours the ga- during the game.
2: I mean, the game itself wasn't that interesting. No, it wasn't. But, <laughs> but Huddersfield against the West Brom. Said, this game also probably won't be that interesting. Mm-hmm. uh But we do have to say that Steve Mounier is. I think he's fit enough for the bench. I don't think he's going to yeah, be fit enough to start. start. No um so i mean he's making his way back and for a west brom side um uh, we're not gonna see um we're not gonna see craig dawson for a while correct and um not that he was too much of a producer anyway but i mean they're they're depending on solomon rondon again and that's where you lose me uh what do you mean jay rodriguez yeah fine i i better but not but not great
1: i agree i mean there's it's the same story though that we've had all season with them like i think i feel like you could preview every west brom match the exact same way like regardless yes. of opponent even because they just seem to play overly defensive i mean if there was an opportunity to attack more it seems like this isn't it like the huddersfield are going to press them and west brom doesn't want to play that way and so sit back, let Huddersfield kind of attack and then try to get them on the counter. And how many teams does West Brom not do that against?
2: Yeah. Uh, I think the press works. I think Huddersfield take this one too. No.
1: I, I agree. It's, I mean, it'll not that the West Brom lineup, like will drastically change our opinions about the team. But like, if we, you know, if Matt Phillips comes back in or Chris Brunt, like those are much more attacking players than when they started, you know, Barry Krakowiak and, Livermore in the midfield or whatever it was, like they basically played six defensive players or seven defensive players last week, eight defensive players last week, and it's like how much are you expecting out of that. And so I don't know.
2: It's just uh, and, I, and and it doesn't get any better for West Brom after this. I mean, I think they take on both Tottenham and Chelsea after this. Um,
1: that's not good.
3: That's not
2: yeah, good. yeah. I, it, so I mean, for West Brom, mean. If they don't win now, they're not going to win till December. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, right. it, no, they, they got Newcastle
1: at, on the twenty eighth, at home. That's that's the that's their shot.
2: <laughs> It'll be snowing the next time they get a victory. <laughs> so right? Like it? It's it, it, it's it, it's not. I mean, I'm not sure if Tony Pulis will make it to the the holiday fixture period. Is what I'm trying to say here now. Yeah. You know, I, I, and you know, we 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 always joke about Tony Pulis, but I think his his brand of play has an expiration date, and we may have we may have hit it at West Brown.
1: Uh I agree with that. I agree with that. It's uh, yeah, there's just no development. It's all the same. And you know, when you when you have Tony Pulis, you know what you're getting, and there has been no surprise on that. So you know, it's like, <laughs> what are we? you know, anybody who's like complaining that they're not playing a certain way. It's like they're playing exactly what how they for the manager they signed up with.
2: On the Huddersfield side, uh, you know, there's Aaron Moy, uh is there anyone else that you kinda like uh you know to take advantage of this West Brom side or
1: uh I think people will convince themselves on the fullbacks. you know, um Smith and Lowe and then I picked you
2: know, up Chris Lowe in, in the EFSA.
1: Yeah. Lossel certainly should be an option and then Tom Ince hasn't been quite as uh, exciting as he was earlier in the season so I'd probably stay away from him but I mean what about Laurent Deportois uh sure I mean if you figure they're gonna have plenty of the ball and they're gonna attack he's just not like a big time shooter so
2: nope he is not that's you really wish Steve Mounier was healthy
1: yeah I believe he just got a call up though from Belgium which is you know a pretty big deal, given the options that they have. They also have are nothing to play for, but you know it's still that's nice. It.
2: That's how far I mean, that's how far Christian Benteke has fallen for Belgium.
1: He's hurt. Come on, doesn't matter. Come on, it's Vincent <laughs> uh, Janssen. I don't know if he got called, although he or no, he's Dutch. Never mind. He's Dutch. Never mind. Who am I thinking of?
2: He's not even going to the World Cup. No,
1: Batshuayi. Did he get called?
2: uh I, I can't imagine Is that, that a low he did below? it sorry yeah uh <laughs> but uh you know you know who else is not going to the world cup danny williams mm. <laughs> utters field midfielder all energy all the time
1: yeah i like him he's a nice player
2: yeah it's should... amazing how he didn't make the national yeah team.
1: he should make the national team more often yeah it's not like we need a defensive midfielder or anything
2: <laughs> yeah when did we when have we ever needed that yeah all right let's move on to another source of awesomeness on saturday basically saturday is terrible and sunday is great yeah so we'll try to breeze through Saturday as quickly as we can here. Uh, Newcastle uh, is a side that now looks like a Rafa Benitez team. Very solid defensively and timely goal scoring. A mm-hmm. uh, playing against a Bournemouth side that are timely at nothing.
3: Oh, this They have in been time. horrible.
2: Uh, Jermaine Defoe was publicly saying that he is worried about his England place, and I laughed. <laughs> I think he's probably more worried about his England place because the uh, youth team just won the World Cup. Yeah, that's the reason why you yeah. should be very, very afraid.
1: In fairness, U17 is still a ways away from taking somebody <laughs> like Jermaine Defoe's spot. But uh, yeah, Burnmouth, I mean, the the biggest problem they've had is that their best players have been hurt. And for a team like Burnmouth, they can't afford that. So like Stanislas is out now. Uh, Josh King is banged up. Uh, Defoe has actually been, just been horrific, but Afobi's hurt now, and when you have guys that, that you rely upon that get hurt, and you're now saying, oh, maybe we can get by with Mark Pugh or Jordan Ibe, like, it just... Andrew Sermon. Right. Well, Sermon, Sermon is at least a reliable guy in the middle, but they just... they. For a club like this, they can't afford to lose their best players. And, uh, you know, while other teams can kind of get by sometimes, um, like we see with Liverpool, who have been OK without Coutinho. You know, this is Stanislas is just as important to Burnmouth as Coutinho is to Liverpool, if not more so. And so when you have him out or playing hurt, obviously it's you're going to be affected.
2: Yeah, it's um, I, I really can't I really can't disagree with any of that, except I mean. What what's made Burnmouth great is the fact that they can play the ball around, like they can move, they can do a pass and move kind of thing, and you just haven't seen that this year. Very un un-Eddy howell like so far this season for Burnmouth, and it's that's what that's what makes me so alarmed about this team. Not that you know, they haven't been getting the results necessarily, but the process, yeah, has looked different under this team, and I don't know why.
1: Uh, if there is one th- thing, I will. At least give them i don't want to say credit for but um they've had a, a fairly rough schedule like they've already played man city arsenal at tottenham and chelsea um they opened at west brom which is like not the easiest place to play uh so you know it's uh it should get easier i mean their upcoming schedule is fantastic i mean they're like you said, they're at Newcastle this week, then they're home against Huddersfield at Swansea and home against Burnley, which who knows what Burnley will be like in a month, but that looks a little tougher. But either way, I mean, those are significantly easier matchups. So like this would be the right time for them to start getting better. But with Stanislas out, King probably missing out this weekend, Afobi's going to be out. Um, Hopefully when they come back from the international break, they'll be able to... To get these guys back, because those
2: yep. are some prime matchups. You know who I'm going out and getting now? Ryan Frazier? Joshua King. Yeah, I get it. This is the time. Uh, so if there's one bit of like nugget of strategy that people are in leagues with me, uh, if you see me coming after Josh King, it's because I'm buying him at, its lo- at his lowest. Mm. Well, not anymore, uh, I- because... Now people know that you want them at his level. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the the danger of having a podcast, right? (laughs) We're going to know your strategy. I play with an open book now, and that's what's – you know, I found that that to be pretty dangerous now. If people just know what you're thinking and you just tell them flat out front, like, this is what I'm trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. react. And people tend to be pretty disarmed by that notion.
1: Hmm. To benefit you or to –
2: no, I mean, I don't get like the best possible deal, but I still get more deals done now than I have before. Mm,
1: I got gotcha, gotcha. yeah, I mean, you. I got you. There was all this talk in the EFSA about people wanting to trade, which I didn't think we could do right now. But maybe I'm wrong. But I was thinking about putting Gabriel J. on the block.
2: Yeah. Well, if you see well, what people do. Uh, well, I mean, I if I, I was there uh, in the EFSA, I think they put out some like like random notes and they said, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, you know, referring to my team may have the best front four or may have the best midfield forward combination in the entire league and that's 20 teams and I'm like in the secondary league. Yeah. So that's basically how weird that league is. Yeah. Is it even that good? Uh, I mean, I have Antonio De Bruyne, Morata, Pedro. I mean, that that that's not terrible in a 20 team league. I guess. A- and Aaron Moy. Oh, there's Moy, yeah. Not, not that my lips. team is any good yeah my I, my team I mean, my my defense has been i've only had like one healthy defender in the past few weeks and that's been like cuco martina who's mm. now who's out now? for a while yeah. <laughs> right. that did not look good no anyway we'll get to him in a minute but yeah uh back to newcastle Birmingham. i pretty sure we like all of our Newcastle options here. You know, you like your Matt Ritchies, you like your Joe Salus, uh especially in a game at home. I would even consider a DeAndre Yedlin just for potential clean sheet purposes, and, you know, maybe he'll set up a thing or two. Sure,
1: yeah. Atsu, Shelby, yeah.
2: Rob, I'd even like Rob Elliott because I do not see Bournemouth, you know, putting it on him this week. Yeah,
1: I just, yeah, I agree. I struggle to see, I mean, I can see how they do it, but it's not going to be pretty, and so the Charlie Daniels wonder strike from 35 yards out. <laughs> like I'll take my chances with Newcastle on that one
2: or the Andy Sermon, uh, pick up the trash goal. Okay. We have, uh, another team that is struggling offensively. That is Southampton taking on uh, a Burnley side who we thought would struggle offensively. And by and large, they actually kind of have, but they just been so good defense, excuse me, so good defensively that it's covered up for their offensive mishaps. Yeah. Um, and, these are two teams that, you know, we're not going to expect a barn, bur- excuse me, a barn burner here. Um, and Andrew, I'm gonna have to have you vamp for a little bit. while oh, I get rid of these hiccups, but, uh, <laughs> Southampton, um, th- th- this team, th- this game has gotten me so excited. I just have trouble breathing. Uh, but for Burnley and Southampton, uh, we have to like the defenders more than the offensive players, correct? Uh,
1: I, th- I think so. Um, the Burnley defense has been really good. And, one of the things that I like about Burnley, defend, or regardless of defensively, but like, so they have four clean sheets this year, and they've won three of them, won nothing. Like, they scored three goals at Chelsea in the opener. Obviously, Chelsea were 10 men for a nine. majority of that match, and then nine men. <laughs> um, Burnley haven't scored more than one goal since then in a match. Literally not one. Yep. Um, and yet, here they are, sitting seventh in the table, Uh, so when you only have one goal, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of fantasy value and you'd be right about that. I mean, Brady continues to take all their free kicks, but their goals are so few and far between that, um, you know, it's not like you can go in and say, all right, I'm going to play comfortably play Ashley Barnes this week because Burnley is winning and they're scoring these goals. And so I'm going to get a piece of it. I mean, they're just coming from everywhere, uh, at least. As everywhere that a handful of goals can come from, but you know, you're, you're, I think you'd be fine playing anybody because Southampton still don't really know what their team is, and this, I feel like this is a conversation we have all the time that you know everything changes when James Ward Prowse starts, and then uh, he comes out, and we don't know if you know Nathan Redman or Sofian Buffal will play. Um, they're going to be without Mario Lamina, who's actually been like really good for them this year. So then we're like, "Oh, well, you could look at Steven Davis, I guess, or Gabby Adini and then Shane Long starts. I still don't know why Charlie Austin hasn't gotten a shot." And then obviously their fullbacks are always guys we look at, but um, I don't know, it's Southampton went from a team that we all like really liked because they had a, a number of fantasy performing players and now it's like they're they're all kind of just junky.
2: Well, Fraser Forrester has been good this year from a fantasy perspective because clean sheets he's been
1: significantly better than he was last year yeah correct and he was actually pretty good last year he got kind of yeah like he was like the
2: round. fourth best goalkeeper yeah. wound up being last year or something yeah. like that uh but um that was because of the end of the season but i mean pellegrino side they've been organized uh and virgil van dyke in his games recent games back has been phenomenal in a Taga format
3: yeah i mean yeah
2: so uh, it, there's really not much to argue from in, the, in that standpoint but uh against the burnley side i, I don't see like a like a, a Like they're not going to be under siege. They're not going to be tested defensively that often. Uh, And who Southampton? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see like a high save count for Forrester. I think he's, he's a volatile player. He's, he might get you that 10 points on DraftKings with the clean sheet victory. And he also might get you negative points if they, if, if, uh, if uh, Burnley happened to score.
3: Yeah. I just, I just
2: just don't see saves coming here. Um, And on the Burnley side, offensively I mean you mentioned Robbie Brady but you know Chris woods kind of gone absent recently and uh literally because he was hurt but yeah I know and Sam Vokes hasn't exactly lit the world on fire and they don't really have the the impetus to go forward anymore uh because they've had so much success not going forward so I just see this one being more like nil nil like yeah. two teams that just struggle to score and I think Burnley will keep this clean sheet yeah that's I don't what they, they only have one. A, a draw is just as good as a win for them because, you know, they're really just trying to get the 40 points, right? So, certainly away. Uh, I mean, they... Yeah. I
1: mean, the, there are five teams that have scored fewer goals than um, Southampton and, and Burnley. And they have also, I believe if I get this right, have forced the fourth fewest... I'm sorry, fifth fewest and sixth fewest saves this year. So, like, they don't score that much, and they also don't really try to score that much. And so... <laughs> when they when the two of them meet up five five yeah i don't (laughs) think this is the five five game
2: no it's not all right uh let's go on to another game that won't be five five and that'll be swansea in south wales taking on a brighton side coming to town uh and from brighton's perspective you know you have to like what you've seen from glenn murray gross uh three goals in his past two games what oh yeah yeah, thank you uh that was very good (laughs) that's a joke that i would have made right uh and then for swansea it's all about tammy abraham uh i i you can't ignore the fact that i think 70 percent of the goals have gone through him via foot or assist Mm -hmm. like via his goal or head like Mm -hmm. like he's either scored it or assisted on it so he's been the linchpin for anything swansea offensively and that means that swansea haven't been incredibly offensive this season so he's been good um, he just got a call up he did instead of Jermaine Defoe.
1: Yeah, he got the call up. Ruben Loftus Cheek. Imagine yeah. if these guys played for the team they actually played for. Um, the the Abraham thing is a little like saying like, oh, he scored all of these goals for Swansea. I mean, they've scored seven. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like he's scoring or assisting on seventy percent of forty goals. It's seven, four goals and one assist. Two of which came. Two goals of which came in one game. But I get it. I like Tammy Abraham. I think he's probably the highest upside play in this game just because I don't know who else would be. You can well, make the no. argument for Gross. Um, I think Anthony Knockhart from now on, from like probably from last week on, will be the best fantasy option from Brighton. I think the, the Pascal Gross train has come to a, to a stop for Knockhart. It,
2: it's arrived at its final destination.
1: I just I, I think... Of any, you know, if if you're saying, what are what's the best 10-game stretch of Pascal Gross's season, it
2: just ended. So spinning forward, you actually like Anthony Knockhart's prospects? I like him more than Gross from now on, yeah. Yep. And then uh, do you like him more than Tom Carroll?
1: Uh,
2: maybe. Who you, who you have loved. Yeah, maybe.
1: Um, uh, We saw Sam Klukas kind of take over some set pieces last week from Carroll, and... I think when he comes back, Renato Sanchez is probably the best player in that midfield. And so I would definitely take knock art over Carroll from now on. Yeah.
2: Oh, there's really not too much else to talk about in this one. I wish there, I, I, I kind of wish there was, cause I think it's an evenly matched game. Uh, like a lot of the Saturday games, it's a lot of medium to lower ranked teams mm-hmm. playing against each other. I think this will uh, be a, like
1: amazingly an entertaining game to watch, despite it being Swansea Brighton. Like I think both of these teams have, players who can do things i mean abraham's assist to klukas uh against arsenal last week was like it was like a perfect pass like i didn't know that he had that in him and so i think that game could be a nice little reminder just like you said of how good he's been
2: yeah all right then uh let's go on to uh the final game of saturday the later game which would be at i want to say 11 o'clock now 1 or- 130, excuse me. These are yeah. all at 11. Yeah, sorry. The other ones were at 11. This one's 130. Uh, so uh, West Ham, without Mikel Antonio, he is now uh, – he's been announced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, are going to be taking on a Liverpool coming a Liverpool side at the London Stadium. Uh, Liverpool uh, coming off their 3-0 victory last week over Huddersfield. As I mentioned earlier, um, they are going to completely overmatch West Ham.
1: Yeah, West Ham is going to be without Jose Font – James Collins and Cresswell, I believe, is going to be out, or at least it sounds like he's not going to start. And there was another defender who I can't remember now. So um, it's going to be, I think, oh, and Winston Reed is coming in, but he's like he just recovered from some injury. So we have like a number of banged up or backup defenders against a Liverpool side that can score a goal or two. Uh, I don't see West Ham doing anything in this match. Like I, if I had Lanzini or Arnautovic or Chicharito or Iu, I'm benching
2: them all. I actually think Liverpool keep the clean sheet here. I think. I think that's the big. I think that's the bolder statement to make. Um, sure.
1: I mean, I kind of had said last week that I thought everybody was kind of overblowing them getting destroyed by Spurs, talking about how poor defensively they've been. Um, I guess it's worth noting that, uh, Dejan Lovren was the one who looked the worst and got exposed the most against Spurs and he's been out the last two games, but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, they're, they're definitely better defensively than they were, or at least Spurs was like the worst matchup they could have in terms of getting exposed and West Ham are far from being able to do that.
3: So
2: Correct. I'm in on that. Yep. I, I'm all in on Liverpool. I ranked. I did my ranks accordingly as well.
1: Yeah, I just wonder if we'll see any like rotation. Like Coutinho's uh, still a doubt. I bet he sits, and then Sturridge didn't start the Champions League game, um, and so he might come in, and then Ox might start because when Alden is out, and then uh, Moreno was banged up going into the Champions League game. And Are you telling 90. me we
2: might see Andrew Robertson this week? It's a possibility. Oh. Possibility what a happy day (laughs) what if andrew robertson starts pick him up like 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 don't run don't walk run Mm -hmm. like 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 that is going to be i I will say it this way in a toggle format i'd be disappointed if he doesn't get double digits (laughs) andrew robertson yeah that's the way i'd put
3: it yeah
1: we'll see i mean trent alexander arnold had a great game in the champions league uh and so james Milner will replace him well not Mil- no well Milner had a great game too uh, aside from the missed penalty but um yeah Milner could start in the midfield I mean there's no uh guarantee like Ox basically started in the front three Ox started for Coutinho instead of Sturridge and then but Ox can basically wants to play centrally so they could put him in the central midfield with Just because you know, he wants Henderson well, or,
2: just because he wants to play somewhere doesn't mean that it should be accommodated
1: I well he hasn't been accommodated so I agree <laughs> Exactly
2: is anyway, start your Liverpool options, yep. bench your West Ham options because uh, you yep. probably don't – I mean, I would I would consider – actually, I don't know if I would consider benching Chicharito. That's a lie. Um, I have Chicharito. I am probably
1: not playing, although I'm looking at my bench now and – You're you're playing them. I need a Danilo or a Willian start, which will come Sunday. Oh, crap.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. I'll pick somebody up just, just to spite you.
2: Well – you know, I have Dominic chichiro'd. Calvert-Lewin in case you're interested. Okay, I am not. Uh, <laughs> let's go on. Actually, before we go on to the Sunday game, uh, let's do uh, the play-up live read here.
1: Um, Sure, since I have it right here in front of me. What kind of preview is that, Mike? <laughs> Sheesh. I <laughs> guess I'll just edit this out. <laughs> Or not. Who
3: knows?
2: (laughs) I could have sworn that you had it. No, I
1: I didn't. Do you want to win prizes by following your favorite sports? Do you think you can pick a better team than the so-called pros? Then PlayUp is the place for you. PlayUp offers free daily fantasy sports across the Premier League, NFL, NBA, and more. All you have to do is choose a challenge, select your players while remaining under the salary cap, then watch their real-life actions, help them rack up points on the live leaderboard. The better your team does, the more prize money you win. So keep entering challenges across a full season and make your way up the ultimate champion leaderboard where sports fans from across the globe compete to determine who has the greatest sporting knowledge. There are always games on, and once you build up your digital wallet, you can enter platinum challenges, which are higher risk but offer much higher rewards. So what are you waiting for? Get to playup.com for the most realistic daily fantasy experience across all of your favorite sports. I should have been prepared for that. I was not.
2: Well i guarantee I you that I crystal palace that are out. not going to be prepared for what spurs are going to bring on to them on sunday we start the games off here uh F- aforementioned at 7 a.m a, uh, a spurs crystal palace start time on sunday um spurs have to be you know uh, deliriously happy uh, after that result against real madrid they took uh, four points from real madrid and they look like they're going to win the group in the champions league mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's uh that's pretty huge the Big thing is that Hugo Lloris uh, hurt his adductor, and so he's out. So we see, we'll see Michelle Vorm most likely, and Toby Alderweireld is also out. So I don't know if we'll see a uh, they'll go back to the back four or a back three with Dyer back there. We'll who knows. I think but, Danny uh, Rose might get a start.
2: I was just about to say, do we see the beginnings of a Danny Rose at left back in the Premier League?
1: We. Might I mean, Ben Davis started the Champions League game. um, And uh, what's kind of weird is that Rose um, played 10 minutes off the bench in that first Real Madrid match, and he's been an unused substitute since then. Three matches in that run. So I kind of wonder, maybe he's not ahead of Ben Davis. I don't know. That's the problem with Spurs. And Serge Aryeh and Trippier on the other side. Trippier started the Champions League game.
3: That was, assist, that was that so. was a
2: huge surprise to me. And what do you know? He looked phenomenal. He that look was not good. a that was not a surprise. Uh, he had he had a couple of really good crosses before he eventually did get the assist on the first goal.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, he so, looked I know, we'll great. I mean, they were playing Real Madrid. What do you expect?
2: Yeah, I know <laughs> against you know Marcelo, a guy who nobody likes.
1: Hmm. Marcelo doesn't defend. In fairness, so Trippier would have plenty of room. Anyway, uh, so Harry Kane, I assume, will start, even though he was questionable for that Madrid match. So, I mean, there's a slight doubt that he might start. So, like in FPL, it's a, you know, people are going to be worrying until Sunday. But Erickson is a sure thing. I assume Deli Ali is too. We might see Musa Dembele get back in the first 11 instead of Harry Winks now that he's at least inching closer to full fitness. So, I don't know. I don't have any Spurs players in my FPL team. Yeah, I mean, so. Son
2: Son is an interesting player yep. who might get the start because uh, Sissoko started on uh, on Wednesday, I believe it was. Uh, did he? I don't even know. Yeah, he, he played on the left, I believe. Okay. But um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think you might see Son come in, and for for. The Crystal Palace side, um, Wilfred Zaha used to be a good option. Uh, he scored two two in his four games back, mm-hmm. um, and it's fun to see him playing again. Yeah, and he's got electrifying pace. That's just the only problem is he's playing center forward, which is where he shouldn't be playing. In fairness, the goal that he
1: scored last week was like a classic center forward goal. Back to the goal, flip around, shoots with ninety plus four, game over. Although it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> loftus cheek looks good
2: he does look good
1: he should get a call uh, I, up oh he did yeah. Kabai, Townsend all these guys we've been dying to play now they're worth playing and uh,
2: and Mili, Mili Jovovich as well he takes penalties
1: I think it's Mili Vojevich Milly Milly. not Jojovich Mili. isn't that wasn't she an actress
2: Mila jovovich Yes, Mila Jovovich was an actress. Yeah. Might she, still she be actress. She know. she was she was in The Fifth Element and was unforgettable. Hmm. Okay, noted. Indeed, uh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Mila Jovovich is actually going to be someone who takes penalties. I'm just kidding. Um, so. Um, it, Basically, for Crystal Palace, for me, it's, it's only Wilfred Zaha as a trusted starter this week. Mm-hmm. Andros Townsend would be in the next tier as someone who might get periphery stats. But if you're in an FPL format, I doubt it. You're mm-hmm. gonna, yeah, I doubt you're going to feel comfortable with Townsend in your lineup. Uh, and I would put Kabai ahead of Townsend in um, peripheral in F- stats. Yeah. Yeah. Or no,
1: in peripheral stats. Mm. He's been excellent at those specifically. Like what does Townsend do?
2: Creates chances.
1: Um I think Kabai probably creates more now. Let's see.
2: Well, because he takes probably because he takes more set pieces.
1: Well, that's part of creating chances. I'm aware. I aware. Mean, keep in mind Kabai is coming off like a fantastic game. Won literally won six tackles last week, so that's that's a number that you don't usually hit. So it's I'm a little biased, but I still think Kabai hits more columns than, than Townsend
2: fair, fair uh okay so we'll so goodbye, and then Townsend and then everybody else
1: I'd put loftus cheek in their tier, but at the bottom uh, clearly' at some, the bottom of it
2: some people may care about this is Mamadou uh gonna make it back for this one um
1: I think he's still a maybe which yeah. is not helpful
2: yep so uh even if he does even if he does make it back, I don't think he's that much of an option anyway but the the key thing to take away is that he's close yeah. Uh, let's go on to games that actually will be close on the scoreline as well. And we'll head over to uh, to uh, the Etihad here where Arsenal travel to Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City have not played well against Arsenal traditionally. Now, with that being said, Manchester City are going to crush Arsenal. Uh, they should.
1: They should. They, I think it'll
2: be closer than... than... I, mean, I, I, I think it's going to be like, if, if, if the score flatters... Arsenal, it'll be 3-1. Uh,
1: I was going to say 2 nothing, so the two-goal differential is uh, the same. Yeah,
2: I mean, and, and, but I, Arsenal, what they've shown to me at least a little bit. First of all, I'm not positive they're going to do the Mesut Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, Lacazette thing up front because that means three players who don't come back and play defense. And if you have that, you are going to let up like four or five goals against a team like City. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that takes away the that takes away the thrust of the attack of Arsenal. And then when you look at the options as far as who's going to come in to try to be a defensive rock uh, against this side, I don't see one. Uh,
1: It seems like the easy solution would be to bench Ramsey and play either Coquelin or El Elneny. I don't see how they get
2: and still keep your front three the same.
1: Right. I don't see how you can justify.
3: Well, uh, that width will Locke, kill you. that's
1: probably the one I think who could lose his spot.
2: Uh, I mean, the width will kill you in that scenario. If you if you decide to keep your front three intact like that, uh, the guys like Kyle Walker, guys like uh, I mean, he, named Fabian Delph probably won't go up and down the field, but he'll be. No, a thing. <laughs> like He might be a thing, but Fernand. Ant- I, I mean, it's going to be it's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting to see for Manchester City, you know, what lineup they use to attack. Are they going to put the six forward, like the six attacking players, on the pitch, or are they going to, you know, put in an extra defensive midfielder? Uh, you know, that, that's that that that's really the only interesting thing to me. But I think that all of them have value against Arsenal.
1: There was a uh, kind of a Twitter conversation going on about what. Manchester City guys you can trust every week. Uh, I think the return of Ilkay Gundogan kind of is throwing everyone off because David Silva didn't play in their Champions League game at Napoli or didn't start. And who do you consider to be the safest Manchester City players?
2: De Bruyne would be the safest. Okay. Uh only because of injury. I mean, no, would everybody not play? Okay, so Aguero. Um so you think Aguero is safer than
1: everybody but De Bruyne
2: yeah probably okay uh, it's, be- it's because Jesus can play out wide too <laughs> like, or they can play two forwards you know like they're, they're, there's they're, there's a lot of flexibility there to keep Aguero on the pitch and where he's happy playing which is in the middle so yeah uh, and he also has been very productive when he plays
1: Okay, I mean, they've all been productive when they play. So I'm
2: not sure that's. I mean, Leroy. I mean,
1: I would say it's Leroy, funny that you I really think. I really want Leroy is... Sané.
2: I really want to say Leroy Sané is safe, but he, it's been proven that he's not.
1: He, just the opposite. He's started eight consecutive well, Reese, games in all. Reese,
2: yes, yeah. This, this, yes, yes, yes. Uh, because he can't stop scoring. Yeah, <laughs> he he's. You know, if he if his performance dips at the at, at the minimum, they're going to start rotating because when you have Raheem Sterling and when you have Gabriel Jesus and when you have Bernardo, uh, Bernardo Silva waiting in the wings, like there's a lot of players that uh, that when you talk about safe and you talk about projecting out rest of season, uh, you know the wide players, uh, the offensive wide players are not, they're all subject to rotation. They really are, because of, first of all, how many fronts well, that's that match the,
1: that's the conversation. Like, how many guys do, literally are you comfortable with every week knowing they start? I think the answer is one. And, and the argument or the discussion on Twitter was basically that David Silva is also very safe, even though he literally didn't start two days ago.
2: It, I think he's safe in the Premier League because they don't have to worry about the kind of comp- like the unfamiliar competition that they face And let's say, a— uh...
1: you pull, So you pull David Silva— because of uncomfortable. Well,
2: well because no be, no because you want to add more defensive cover and if you feel that your center midfield of you know De Bruyne uh, Silva and Fernandinho who's really on an island by himself to be fair uh, if you don't want to He's put Fernandinho, Fernandinho is actually the safest of all the options yeah, by far as far as who's actually going to put minutes in but for fantasy production you know it's still De Bruyne mm, okay On the Arsenal side, on the Arsenal side, as I referenced before, I don't think that the front three will be intact for this one. Okay. Uh, I actually think Ramsey will start. I think it's Mesut Ozil who sits.
1: Could be. I I think that's the next logical option.
2: Because because Ramsey can give you the energy from box to box, so it it, uh, that's the reason why. Mm there's no real good. There's no great reason. I think he would fill the Ozil role and have a more defensive focus, and then you would probably have, uh, you know, just you would almost actually go, almost go closer to a four-four-two than you would anything else.
3: Um,
2: I guess. I mean, I, I can see or them a three, five, two, or three-five-two or three-five-two. I think you just have Alexis and Lacazette playing off each other up front. That's reasonable. But I, I mean, against against the City side, that you, you know you. Anyway, I think, I think City at the Etihad are still going to crush Arsenal. Okay.
1: I think no, it'll I'm, be a little I'm, closer than
2: that. I think it's going to be 3-1, 4-1, one, one, somewhere in that range. Okay. All right, let's so go start, on. Do through. you start any Arsenal guys? <sighs> uh, I would start Sanchez because he still can create. Yeah, with because but... Well... <laughs> I, and, I mean, I can't believe that that's a bold, like a, like a bold hill to die on this year is the Alexis Sanchez, is the Alexis Sanchez, like, uh, for somebody
1: who is so transfer and narrative focused. It's amazing to me that you are so in on him.
2: It's because I got him at a discount. Not really. Yeah, really? I got, I got him without the first two, three picks in the draft. Yes. But you didn't have them anyway.
1: You, You used your first pick on it. That's Correct. the, that's the, there's no, there's no savings there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. It's, it's, I'm. it's, it's interesting how he's, all he's done when he's played is produce. And yet he didn't get consistent playing time until recently. And now that I'm saying that I'm on the train, like I, I, I've been on the train and I continue to be on it. People are like, well, what have you seen? I'm like production. I see points mm-hmm. I mean, it, people The people who aren't impressed With what Alexis Sanchez have done Are likely below me in the standings of every league mm. Okay We can move I mean, that's, that's pretty easy to do Considering that I'm in the top three in almost every league that I'm in mm. So, you know
1: <sighs> I'm sorry, I couldn't see your teams I, I don't scroll that far down
2: <laughs> That's because you're in first place you now. <laughs> yes fine okay still weird to me bless sanchez bold statement okay uh we go on to a game where there will be very few goals scored uh i mean manchester city arsenal is going to be extraordinarily entertaining and very very fun uh, and then you get to chelsea manchester united which it looks like it's going to be anything but who do you consider to be chelsea's best player Eden hazard and it's not close hmm okay from a talent perspective, yeah,
1: absolutely. Just to, and, and,
2: and, and I'll tell you. Another let, let
1: me, me rephrase the question: Who's the most important player for Chelsea?
2: I know everyone's going to want to say N'Golo Conte now,
1: it, <laughs> like, I, like the reigning Player of the Year, that guy,
2: that guy. Yes. That's who we
1: want to say. Yes. That the best player in the Premier League might be Chelsea's best player or most important player. <laughs> okay, just check him.
2: Define importance, right? Like Ngolo Conte. Here's the thing. importance that, is that
1: they've been horrific since N'Golo Conte has been
2: out. They were bad when N'Golo Conte was in, too. They were not. Sorry. They were not. They, uh, okay. Did they not lose to Burnley on opening day?
1: Uh, they had nine men. You were just saying. That's not <laughs> fair. N'Golo, they almost won. They almost, won that. They almost came them. back.
2: I know that. <laughs> N'Golo Conte was one of those men. I understand that Chelsea Tevin not looked the same. And Danny Drinkwater not impressed.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> that was a weird move.
2: It's just because they pushed for it so hard. Yeah, they really did. Uh, I think everybody is overreacting,
1: not, not overreacting to Chelsea's defensive struggles because they've been really bad, but they're, they're missing arguably either their best player or their second best player has been out. And while I made this whole thing about teams like Chelsea should be able to handle that when I made, went on that Stanislas rant, um, Obviously, N'Golo Conte is
2: more important than that. N'Golo Conte in that system, especially the way that yeah, Kante, well, that's the system he plays. The it. way the way that Antonio Conte wants to play, mm-hmm. I under, I may understand that. However, when you look at how Chelsea are playing, when because Chelsea also needs to score goals in order to win, right? They are they are going back to the same strategy that got them in trouble two years ago, which was get the ball to Hazard and hope he does something phenomenal.
1: I think that's recency bias. Without N'Golo on the
2: field, fine, that, that's fair. But he's not going to be on the field for this one either. No, he's back. He, he, and you think Maybe. his first start's going to be against Manchester United?
1: I don't think they can afford not to play him against Manchester United. I also have no idea if he's actually back.
2: I, I probably... don't think so. To be honest, <laughs> you can check right now, but I don't think he's back. Okay. If, if he was back at all, he would have made. He he would he would have made the Champions League game. Because they needed that game more than they need this one. Um, if they wanted to actually win the group. I guess. And, and <laughs> I can't believe they gave up three goals against Roma in the way that they did. Uh, and goal contact would not have helped in any of those goals. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah, it looks like now, they,
1: he's questionable, so we'll see.
2: I don't think so. Uh, I, I doubt.
1: I, I maybe doubt it's all Victor Moses. So. Maybe he's their most important defensive player.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I was yelling at the top of my lungs when I saw the lineup that Aspilicueta was going to play right wing back because that's worked never before. <laughs> like it's, like, it's, it's so frustrating. And if they do it again because they want to be more defensive against Manchester United, they're going to get killed. They're going to get. They're going to get beat three nil again. Okay. I mean the thing I Do you mean, think that's what they do? Uh, unfortunately, okay. yes.
3: Okay.
2: And here's the thing. I mean psychologically like this like like this is like the wrong opponent. This is the wrong manager to play when you are psychologically at your weakest potentially, right? Like, Jose Mourinho knows this team and knows their psyche, mm-hmm. and he and, and he must be looking at them right now with uh, just chomp, champing at the bit or chomping at the bit. Both are valid expressions. <laughs> uh, and uh, we also have uh, – you know, Jose Mourinho admitted defeat in a tax fraud case to make sure that he was available for this game.
3: No, I, really? I That's it. funny.
2: He paid the fee. Oh. So he he paid whatever fee it was. And you have to, I'm like the knowing Jose Mourinho as the manager that I know him to be, he was he needed to be at this game because he knows he has a very good chance. Because you know that if Manchester United were not playing well, which to be honest, they didn't play well against Benfica, and they he if if Jose Mourinho could use the excuse that oh, I wasn't there to manage the team, that's why we didn't beat Chelsea, he would make that excuse, right? he knows he can win this game hmm. he knows he can get the result and that's why he paid he paid whatever fine it was i'm sure it was hefty in that tax fraud case in spain okay by the way why is there so much tax fraud in spain i throw that out there yeah that's
1: not a not it's something not i can this, speak intelligently on
2: not for this podcast yeah. but like, there's been a lot of tax fraud cases in spain all right uh uh, for offensively here for Manchester United obviously you got Romelu Lukaku uh in the Marcus Rashford Anthony Martial debate it, it sounds like whichever one comes off the bench does great <laughs>
1: uh I guess so they didn't I ranked them both yeah that's I think Rashford gets the start here after yeah, not I mean, starting it... Benfica so it seems like well, they're I mean, just alternating at this point
2: for me I mean I actually if I were if I were Jose Mourinho looking at the way the Chelsea have played you want to start all three of them I want to start Rashford on one side, and I want to start Martial on the other side for one reason only: speed. Uh, getting pace on both flanks that d- that does nightmares to Chelsea. You love speed. Uh, I, well, uh, you want to know why? Uh, well, they they have more than speed, right? <laughs> like th- let's be fair; those two do more things than run fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but. Would you play Mkhitaryan in the ten? Don't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Potentially don't. Um, and you just, and you basically have three willing runners into the channels hmm. and that's going to cause nightmares for Chelsea, especially as for the question playing right wing back, cause he's just, he won't know where to, he won't know where to run, to stand, to move. He just, they would just have a field day with that. Uh, and. Is the yeah. uh, revenge
1: narrative higher with Juan Mata or Nemanja Matic?
2: Jose Mourinho.
1: Well, I know Mourinho somehow would find a grudge against anybody. Obviously it's high in this one. Particularly he's at nice. Stanford Bridge.
2: I'm telling you that it's Jose Mourinho is the highest. Well, and I know I, I, w- I'm I would not next. be surprised if by the end of the day, if by the end of the game, you hear the Stanford Bridge Jose Mourinho chant. Hmm. Throw that out there. OK. The crowd loves him still. OK. Anyway, back to fantasy purposes. Uh, I like Lukaku over Morata. I like uh, uh, that's where it I don't gets think ugly. there's a. Yeah. You
1: like hazard I, I, over you like any man United guys over hazard.
2: No, I don't. That's where I was just about to go. It's like, I want to put somebody over and Hazard, but I just can't. Right.
1: And you're bitter. So you'll put Rashford and or Martial ahead of Pedro. You'll put, not Mikit- bitter.
2: I, I, I'm not bitter. I just think that William's the better starter in this game.
3: Okay.
2: I, I don't think it'll happen. Right. And, and, and let me get, let me go back here to the, the game against, uh, last week, whoever it was. Um, but you know, for the Burnmouth, I mean, not for Burnmouth, for the for the Roma game when they had both uh, Pedro and William on at the same time, uh, they put Pedro in the wingback spot, and I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> like you can't even get that right. Like <laughs> it's just it, the one who has more energy and is more will. It doesn't. It's it's so frustrating to yeah. so, to to know to know to feel like you know the team better than the manager is frustrating because I know that I don't. But and what. But what's most frustrating is that what I'm saying appears to be more correct than what the manager's actually doing.
3: Hmm.
2: I, I, actually, I do know one thing. I do know one thing more than Antonio Conte. As is does not a right wing back. <laughs> I know that for a fact. I have seen it. I have I have studied it. I know he's not good at it. Okay. Stop doing it, please.
3: Good
2: luck <sighs> with that. My cat agreed. If you heard <laughs> in the background, anyway. Uh, your take on this game as far as an overall narrative and who I mean, do you think this is a 0-0 game like I think it might be or like a 1-0 man you know I certainly United. don't
1: see it being high scoring but I do think there are goals in it like I I would be tempted at 2-1 and I think Chelsea wins it
2: yeah I, I don't think there's any chance Chelsea win this game right
1: that's that's why I think they might have a shot <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what's going to be sound really, really strange? What's that? Everton have no shot at home against Watford. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, how how odd of a phrase is that?
1: Um, I don't know what to think of
2: Everton. Well, I don't even know who's going to play anymore. Gilbert right. Sigurdsson was put on the bench last week. Yep. That lost me a week. Oh, actually – Hold on a second. I took two really bad beats last week, and I'll explain. One of them was that Guilford Sigurdsson didn't start, and I was down by like two points. Hmm. And uh, the other one, I was up by twenty something points. I had Matt Ritchie and Joe Salu, and I was playing against Matthew Loton and Tarkowski. Dude. Yeah, and guess who won? Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a bummer. Amazing, right? That's a amazing, bummer. right? Like th- those, th- that is, those are some tough beats. Yeah, but. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's it's tough sledding for Everton. Uh, I don't even know how I forgot who the temporary caretaker is, but they really need to find who the next coach is. Yeah, because that lineup was bad. It played bad and uh, they had no real motivation. It should like they did. They like Lester just like when Demerai Gray carves you up like that's
1: oh come to, on Demerai Gray is awesome. He'll carve anybody up. But I hear what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then Richarlison comes to town. Oh, Richarlison, <laughs> um, yeah, good luck. Yeah, uh, Troy Deeney uh, took a he has a violent conduct ban, I believe, for the yes. next three. Well deserved, got his uh, money's I, worth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for Troy Deeney, I'm not sure if it's his money's worth because Troy Deeney, mind you, has served time for this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think he's done worse. <laughs> Fair point. Now, uh, when you see when you look at who's going to be in the middle now, do you think it's Andre Gray? Yes. Okay. I kinda, Gray with I,
1: Richarlison I, and Carrillo. Cleverly. Uh, or Pereira. Uh, I think Pereira is still a little banged up, but maybe. You're right. Um, Jacore. Etienne Capoue.
2: Tom Cleverly.
1: Yep. And then oh, Olivas and I Kiko. Love,
2: yeah, I love Tom Cleverly in this game. A sneaky revenge game. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't catch. You're
1: right, I, I apologize to the listeners for dropping the ball on that one. <laughs> was
2: he only a loanee from Manchester United? Is that why? Um, I have no idea. I think he was just a loan from Manchester United. Could be, to be fair. Because I think he's also a loan. No no,
1: no. To... He, no, no. He definitely, uh, he definitely was a uh, a full-blown signing.
2: Oh, wow. Never mind then. You missed it. You just dropped the ball. Yeah. yeah. It's getting late in the podcast. It's totally understandable. <laughs> Thank you all right, uh on the Watford side, uh, i like I said, I think everton have no chance in this game at home against Watford That's amazing. that is an amazing sentence that I never thought that I would utter uh but you know Watford have just been i mean Watford were- uh, even uh, this is also coming off of a Watford team that had a surprise loss to Stoke last week, and I don't care. yeah, I agree.
1: They scored two goals in um was it five straight games? four straight until games, last until last week yeah amazingly about Watford they have yet to score just one in a game this year if they score once they're scoring again
2: and Watford are better on the road than they've been at home correct
1: um let's see here I believe a minus six golden differential at home and a plus three on the on the road boom look at you road warrior Watford facts backing up opinions <laughs> Only by chance. <laughs> uh, would you start any Everton player?
2: No. Maybe Jordan Pickford.
1: You're not starting Sigurdsson? Maybe Jordan Pickford. No, I'm serious. Like, you have Sigurdsson.
2: You're, you're I know. I also him. have Pickford in the league. Okay. Yeah, I've been, I I, oh, I will tell you the league in which I've benched him, actually. I have a Taga league where I have him. And, and who did you I, pick ahead of him? I have Leroy Sané. Okay. I think that's fair. Mkhitaryan,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Matt Ritchie, okay, and Andros Townsend, I believe, will be the. Oh my gosh. Isn't
1: well, to be, fair, to be fa- How did I
2: mean, to that be fair, to be fair, we that revenge game. Oh, I was like, hold on, to be fair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to be fair, Andros Townsend. I'm gonna know if Andros Townsend plays before Sigurdson. The time slot also matters. Yeah. I, I can't recover from the Sigurdsson lack of starting.
1: So you think Sigurdsson off the bench scores fewer than Townsend starting at Wembley? Yes.
2: Okay. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, and how about this? Uh, just Tom, soaking I, in revenge. I also have Tom Carroll on that team, too. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I could play Tom Carroll over yeah. both yep. if I want to.
1: Yeah. That makes sense to bench Sigurdsson. I'm really yeah. upset about town missing that Townsend revenge game. <laughs> they just ruined the entire podcast.
2: Well, it, it, what about the future revenge game of Alexi Sanchez and City? <laughs>
1: well, that's a good one. The tryout that everybody made the joke about Harry Kane and I mean uh, Delhi Alley on yep. Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm
2: trying to see if we missed any other ones now that we're yeah now
1: that we're actually like, like, now
2: I'm looking at it I'm like nope 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 <clears throat> no okay let's see
1: good. we got cleverly so cleverly was loaned to Watford and then signed if that makes and he went to Everton on a free but anyway we got cleverly Andros Townsend Matic, Mata, is
2: that it? Oh no, we missed a big one, Matt Ritchie.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a big one. That is a big
1: one. Matt Ritchie, <laughs> Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll, I was just about to
2: say Andy Carroll.
1: You know, Andy Carroll, oh my gosh.
2: Andrew, you you we've really lost it here. This weekend
1: is just going to be an absolute bloodbath. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and it's Andy Carroll and Andy Carol returning from suspension. Oh, right. <laughs> I think he's gonna, I think he's been
1: back actually. I don't
2: know. Okay, wanna... he's going to elbow Matt up in the face and go back up. Yeah, no, I
1: don't want to overdo the the <laughs> dangerousness of the revenge game already. Uh I think that might be it.
2: All right, and on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, the Revenge Edition. Uh, we have uh, we have a international break coming up, uh, and we also might be changing it up in terms of when you actually see this. So uh, you might be seeing this a little bit earlier in the week to give you guys some extra chances at our uh, vast vast knowledge of revenge games and all other nonsense. Uh, so just be on the lookout for all of that and more from the Rotowire Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at PlayUp. He's been Andrew at RotoWire, Andrew on the Twitter, and I've been Mike Gottlieb at Sports by Gotti G O T T I on the Twitter, and we will catch you on the next episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.